Brennan. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything. So today we want to put a monetary value on things, put a price, put a price on life, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so what we were we're thinking about basically one of our favorite games, uh, Infinity. It's a miniatures game. They came out with this expansion, and all of these new units came out. All of these things that you can add to your army, and and you have to basically in the game you have to choose which guys you're going to use. Yep, it's a skirmish game, so you've got to pay points for everything you add to your army. Yeah, and then you try to optimize the things you're bringing. So think about it like mm-hmm. if you have, I don't know, you're playing chess, and you get to choose which units you or which which pieces you get to use. Yep. And so you and you have a certain amount. Like let's say you have 200, 200 points, mm-hmm. and a queen is worth a hundred. Yep. And then your pawn is worth one point. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna take? Can you take a hundred pawns? Uh, no, no. <laughs> they have a limit. They have yes. limits on things too. Well, you you li- limit your yep. space, right? You could mm-hmm. probably only take so there's an army that, limit. that set number, yep. right? And so you're like, okay, so how would you calculate it out, right? And that's basically how a lot of these strategy games do. And something like StarCraft is the same thing, right? And one of the big because you know you you build units and you pay resources costs when you that you build up in the game yep. to to get super good things, right? And so. Generally, in these miniatures games, you don't come with a fixed army. You yeah. actually have to go purchase everything yeah, that goes into makes... the army. Not only like go to the store and purchase mm-hmm. it, but then pay points for the game game level. Yeah, the game resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so same thing like in in uh, card games, collectible card games, right? Because you have a, a restriction in your your deck. You have like what sixty cards or whatever size, forty cards, depending on what the game is. Yep. And each card that you put in takes up a card slot. And it has casting cost often as well. And it also has a cost. So you're mm-hmm. trying to optimize these two different costs in your game. And so miniatures, the best type of game, basically you have to you you generally choose your army beforehand and try and it allows you to, to choose from a cornucopia of different uh, units. Uh, so you can switch up your game. So it's unlike chess where it's always the same army. Like I said, if you could pay to to choose certain units, mm-hmm. uh then that suddenly changes the game the next time you play. Each game will not be the same. If I have three rooks instead of two rooks, or like I switch up my bishop for or one of my pawns for a knight, and I, then I only take, I don't know, one bishop. Yep. Or maybe you think taking a whole bunch of rooks all at once is the best strategy possible. Yeah, screw well, that like, queen like or two, whatever. Two rooks is no good, but once you get to ten, you can kill everything <laughs> in front of you. I think ten, yeah, ten rooks is pretty good. Or even being able to choose where they go in the the row, maybe you, there's yeah. a cost for that. So this is the kind of thing, and and it's not just obviously, in in the miniatures games, it's in any kind of game where you are able to choose or pre-select or whatever. That costing is really really important, especially for balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you were saying that for all the new stuff that came out in Affinity, there was possibly what we the, call the power- best game currently yep. of the best type of game with the best Just miniatures as well yep. with the best miniatures yes for gaming mm-hmm. there are better miniatures that are like larger and i think they tried to outdo themselves with power creep so the be- new miniatures should be better than the old miniatures you gotta in terms sell of you gotta sell those those new things man you gotta sell those books they do i guess it's just like you say with magic for playing card games. Mm-hmm. If you're going to release a new set of cards, people have to want to get rid of their old cards, so I guess you have to have power creep. Yeah, or you have to have some other way to stop them from using the old stuff, yeah. which magic also has. They have that rotation, right? They're like, uh, don't use these cards anymore because we banned them. Yep. Buy these new cards that are crappier, but you can't use your old cards because too bad. We banned them from, from playing 
get out of here. You can play it in the back alley if you want to, but no one will play with you. No, and I guess people get too attached to their minis, so most mini producers aren't willing yes. to take things away from anybody. And I think we had some ideas about how to solve that kind of larger growing rotation. I think we talked about it in a previous podcast, or maybe just yeah, I think we talked about shooting, that before shooting the shit mm-hmm. in person. But I, I guess know. one of those ways would be power creep that yeah. you just sort of if people want to win, they just stop taking the old stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then you buy the new stuff. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, what's interesting with Infinity versus a lot of other games uh, that we play? This is like you know, like uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand, which is notoriously bad for balancing units, uh, is that Infinity, which has been uh, a very tight game in my opinion, one of the tightest uh, games that most profiles are useful. Um, like most units you can take are useful. Yep, they just um, have, they just have different rules to fill. Yeah, is pretty much how it works. And how they were able to do that is that they actually had a formula for every single unit and ability that they had, which I thought was... At first I was like, oh, you can't... It's too rigid. There's no yeah, way you can... Yeah, it's too rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked out pretty well, and, and, and just, I guess the results speak for themselves, right? Yeah. They, they did this, they used their formula, and their game was way more balanced than all these other guys that were more relaxed about they were uh, just, adding abilities. I guess most other game manufacturers, you probably figure they're just play testing things and then giving them points based on how well they think it performs in game which has one thing going for it but then again they could sort of yeah you can do the holistic approach right Mm -hmm. but then it's one of those questions like you can always break the list you can always break out holistic afterwards right but why not have a formula at first to give you the rough framework of what things cost and um, what happened is that I think that that totally makes sense, and I think, um, I guess spoilers. That's what I, I think we should do <laughs> for our game. Okay. Uh, but which we have not done yet, but it's still yes. in the initial phases, and we're still just working out what even weapons should be. So yeah, giving things exact point costs before you've sorted out what the abilities are is sort of a cart coming before the horse. I want to get there. Let's let's. Uh-huh. I don't know what you call. It. Put a pin in it. Uh, and put the pin back in. No. <laughs> yeah, so put put a pin in it. I think it's supposed to be put. It's not. It's not a grenade. It's put a pin, like save it for later. Supposed it. Yes. yes. Um, I only hear it from podcasts, so mm-hmm. that's what people say when they're like, "Oh, let's talk about it for later." So I'm just trying to use it, trying to become an official podcaster type person. Uh, going back to Infinity, uh, what I wanted to say is that their latest one with the power creep. Uh, so they have a formula. So technically, you're like, how can they? How can they? How do can power things become undercosted? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the formula was wrong. Basically, they ha- it has weaknesses. As weaknesses, you'd say, in when certain abilities combine, there's a synergy mm. that they have yeah. not accounted for in the formula. And sometimes the formula is just wrong. There are certain things that, ever since the beginning of the game, were incorrectly costed. But with everything else that they added on to these units, uh, with the playtesting that they did, they fixed the units by having by giving them abilities that were undercosted with abilities that were overcosted, So you had a rough power level that was okay. But then the issue is that now that they have like hundreds of units now, they're starting to piece together uh, stats because all the units have to be different, right? But they're stats, otherwise they're the exact same unit. Yep. So then what they do is they start piecing together all of these different units. Um, so they're giving units with good abilities more good abilities yes. rather than sort of maybe Balancing intentionally before they were giving them some good things and some drawbacks. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they were keeping the units simpler before, because a lot of the newer units in Infinity, mm-hmm. they're giving a whole host of abilities 
So if those abilities happen to work well, really well together, the they thing were, is great. Yeah, they're overpowered. Yep. And if the abilities don't work well together, you kind of forget that thing exists. Yeah, so this is one of those weaknesses of, of having this point cost thing is that because they're point costed, you don't see that. Whereas a holistic, it's very obvious because you're only pay, putting the points afterwards. It's the, the holistic view, the holistic testing and points cost is literally just how much do the people who played it after playing it for a bit think the thing is worth. So the interesting thing with Infinity is you have an online army builder for creating your army lists, and uh, when you do tournaments, you're highly encouraged to save your list online, mm-hmm. and then like you can the tournament manager mm-hmm. or the, sorry the TO who's running the the tournament tournament organizer yes asks you to not submit thermal optic camouflage camo <laughs> which is also a thing in Infinity Infinity joke yep. <laughs> encourages you to submit your lists beforehand online uh-huh. so basically it gives Corvus Belly the makers of Infinity a whole <clears throat> pile of stats about what people are using and what they aren't mm-hmm. using so they have said that on occasions they try and adjust the point costs afterwards if they see people are taking lots of things and not taking other things but it seems to be quite rare <clears throat> and honestly. it also seems like how they do it is by slightly changing what the units have and not changing their formula they also do that There's because their formula they... is so like now there are so many units it should be obvious when they change points costs to uh, an ability because there's like tons of guys with that ability and whenever they do these points changes it's like one unit or two units maybe they do actually change it but maybe they they only use the updated points for anything that they've touched so I think one example maybe that's of what that, happened. yeah sorry, I think one on. example of that is the heavy units in the game uh-huh. like the two wound, multi wound guys with uh-huh. heavier armor, little better shooting stats. Mm-hmm. As they, I think they've realized that because they're hackable, which means you can basically attack them with. They have magic, a weakness. They have a weakness, and it looks like every time they keep releasing new profiles of that mm-hmm. or updating them, they usually take the points down a little for that. And you don't think they were doing that before? No, I think only yeah. as of late they've realized so, that that weakness was actually a big there's weakness. This, yeah, there's this weird thing because this is Infinity is a by the way a sci-fi game, so mm-hmm. obviously there's lots of hackers, and the hackers all look cool because everyone wants to be a hacker for some reason. Yep. Watch too much. Uh, I was gonna say Neuromancer, but that's a book. They read too much Neuromancer because they're also a bunch of nerds like it's, us. It's not Ghost in the Shell because people don't walk around in like mech suits. Because we're talking oh, Ghost in the Shell, there is hacking. There is, but very few people in Ghost in the Shell walk around in like a mech suit. Which is one of the main mm. things that's hackable. In Instead, Infinity. though, their brains are hackable. So yes, yeah. but maybe because in the original version of Infinity, uh-huh. things were more hackable. Oh, you could hack normal people. Yeah, their their guns could be hacked, and apparently things like that. That's kind of cool. So yeah, so maybe it came from there. Uh huh. But they just had to tone it back a bit because it became too prevalent. Yeah, that ma- that makes some sort of sense. Um, it's just weird because may- maybe there is some sort of change because if you look at the original. Uh, orc, which is like one of the first, it looks like one of the first uh, heavy infantry profiles mm-hmm. that they released. Yeah, from I still don't understand factions. how the points works for that guy. Because they haven't made a major reduction on those. Have he they? has like really crappy stats, and yeah, he he's very expensive. And they keep releasing new models for them too. And they, yeah, and they want to sell these things. And then you look at another model that is just like better in almost every way, mm-hmm. and they're cheaper. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand it. And, oh, here, here's one thing. Uh, one of the reasons why we were, were, were talking about costing is um, I tried to rebuild their formula because their formula is secret. They don't tell people. Yep. So I basically went with spreadsheet, a spreadsheet 
and tried to rebuild their formula. So they have hundreds of units. So it's hundreds pretty easy units. to compare. I, put, I think I put mm-hmm. 300 different abilities. Yeah. Over 300. Four, 350. And that, I didn't do all of them. Mm-hmm. To, to just, and, and 100 units, 150 units. Just to try and tweak formulas, you know, in a spreadsheet. I, I admit that I, I loved it. It was super fun. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I lost some sleep all over it. So it was... Probably not a good idea to do in the middle of the week. And the formula ended up being pretty close to producing pretty similar results to their point costs. And then I looked at the points cost for the stuff, and their points cost, a lot of them are stupid as fuck. Well, with the formula you used where you thought of what you thought the value should be to produce Mm -hmm. their outcomes, in a lot of cases, the things that were under-costed would clearly be the things that you consider good in the game. Not necessarily like powerful in the game. So so that one was when I... So I, I created a formula, uh, mm-hmm. a spreadsheet that I tried to mim- imitate uh, Corvus Belli's yep. uh, list, and I was like, "Well, these don't make any sense." Mm-hmm. So then I created a second sheet where I was like, "Okay, so let's let's say I were to recreate, uh, I were to try to, to rebalance things using like a, a few units as um, a benchmark, yep. and rebalance all the points." And when I did that, then you see. Um, Oh, what turns out to be the good stuff what in the game? Turns out to be the good point stuff. for point, it's yeah. really good. So then I, I used my formula and I compared, which which I believe is a mm-hmm. better point uh, justification for all the points, and I compared it to their points, and and I and when you do that, you're like, I knew know which ones, in my opinion, are overvalued mm-hmm. and which ones are not. And I, what was surprising to me is that a lot of them, not everything, a lot of them, worked like in my formula. The things that were super good were super good. Once I I don't know, redid their formula mm-hmm. with what I thought was once fair. You thought, once you thought of what the ability should be valued Yes, at. exactly. Rather than what mm-hmm. their original formula way, when they created way back then uh, used. Yeah, which you can sort of figure out by looking, comparing unit to unit. Yeah. If you look at one similar unit that has an yeah. ability, a similar one without it, you can yeah. you figure out what they think it's worth. Yeah, so then when I used my formula, like these new things mm-hmm. that were overpowered, like this is the reason why we're talking about it, like a... A Mukhtar, if anyone is listening and knows Infinity, which things are ridiculous. Which only has art for it at this point, so it's yeah, it's hard to but even say. But the art is good. Art yep. is good. Did you see uh, the 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 um, render for the Namur model? So the Namur is the is almost the opposite. It's actually a decent unit, but they released it for the same faction as the Mukhtar, at the which same means time. Mm-hmm. which where they have a huge overlap of what they do. They're both both fast-moving units with decent weapons. Fast-moving strikers. And a little above average stats. Yeah. And once you have the Mokhtar, you would generally never want to use the Namur. Yeah, because they fill the same role, and one's just better point for point. Yeah, exactly. It's cheaper. It's Mm -hmm. literally cheaper than the the Namur. Now, the only thing that might balance it out is the Namur Skelt, which I'm asking uh, if you looked at. I have uh, not, okay. but but it's that decent. does it's not as good as the art. It does affect my point. That affects my unit choice. And I think it affects every miniature player's yeah, choice yeah. of what they take. Well, if you want to win, it's it, different than if you you want to just have a good game. Well, I'm usually willing to take one or two things just based on their looks, and then <laughs> yeah. then the rest of the unit, yeah. the rest of the list has to produce results. Yeah, the formula that they have um, means that things are not super crazily broken, which is yeah. useful. Things have value. Like they don't give things for free yeah so I think with how you did your point costs you mm-hmm. sort of gave every step up an ability a value but I think what they've probably done is they have a few different base values uh-huh. for like cheap crazy people that run around which uh-huh. are their war bands uh-huh. they've got the regular guys that sort uh-huh. of 
are just your, your line grunts, troopers. Yeah. Then you've got those hackable heavy things, which probably have another starting cost. Which totally are supposed d- to be super tough, much better stats. And they probably have a higher exactly. They probably have a higher starting line stat line. And then you move up to your tags, which at that point you probably they're robots. Have, they're giant, giant robots. Robots. And they've got like way more armor than yeah. your little guys. So they probably start somewhere. And then after that, there's likely mods to all those different things, which may be mm-hmm. different for like, say, you gave your guy that just had a rifle. He gets upgraded to having a heavy machine gun. Maybe mm-hmm. it's worth more for the big thing than it is the little thing. But from mm-hmm. what you were looking at for the formulas, it's actually not. For what Infinity does. Yeah, for what Infinity yes. does, it looks like giving a little guy this giant machine gun is actually yeah. worth the same points as giving a massive robot a bigger gun, which you would think it shouldn't. You think it should be more like a multiplier because you have mm-hmm. the super tough guy who, who's better at shooting. Who's better at shooting and better at surviving. So if you mm-hmm. send him to do the job you and you send him with be a better weapon, it. yeah. it's now a multiplication of his ability to get the job done. Uh-huh. But it doesn't seem like they've actually done that. Yes, although there's some specific things with Infinity where you it's arguable that a small guy might actually actually be roughly as good as the super big guy. Mm-hmm. And in some ways you don't want to overly optimize your formula because you want their, the ability to, be, to have some things that are slightly better because it's mm-hmm. fun to be able to to math well uh, to, to play out and see what unit is a little bit better just to kind of like when you're mm-hmm. doing this building yeah. to figure out um w- like which units are actually a little bit better give you a little bit more of an edge right this is one of the fun things about uh, miniature games or, or list deck building bi- list building games right so you can sit there thinking forever what is an yep. optimal list right yeah because you could take the one big robot mm-hmm. or you could take six little guys to cover yeah. more ground yeah so yeah, so there's there's something to be said about not making it uh, to having uh, the game not be perfectly balanced. Not you don't want to to me superly unbalanced, right? Uh, but to have some sort of slight tweaking where the list building, it's there. Okay, so there, let, let, let me try and explain this. So it's one thing to say everything is worth the cost, right? Used in their optimal decision right and then balancing those points right there's another thing to be said of maybe one unit is actually slightly better or one profile is slightly better than other profiles Uh, and maybe you actually want that in the game this is this is like obviously thinking out there most most war gamers wouldn't want that okay but maybe you limit the number you can take at that point no 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 No, this i'm not talking about that Mm -hmm. i'm talking about uh, talking about is the fact that you want there to be some sort of optimal lists because there are a certain group of people and and maybe lots of board gamers yep. who like trying to figure out what is optimal it's part of the fun mm-hmm. of playing a war game is to find out the best list yeah because after we after we play games of infinity mm-hmm. on monday nights with mm-hmm. our pretty big group of people mm-hmm. we go out to drink and talk afterwards yes and there's a lot of list building going on because yes, everybody it, has their opinion of what's actually best in that circumstance yeah. and when you've got a whole list building thing it's not just about that one thing being better than one other particular thing mm-hmm. it like it's what what are its secondary roles like yeah if you've got a particular army that's good at a particular thing mm-hmm. are you trying to then get more of that or do you want the yeah. unit that's maybe not as good point for point but it's going to sort of Balance, balance out, out the abilities other things, and maybe it becomes a better list right mm-hmm. so yeah so this is the kind of thing that maybe you actually want there to be technically an optimal list as long as it's obscure and it's super hard to find and maybe even people even disagree with it yep. because you know uh, generally matchup versus matchup 
one list might win 51% of the time on all people but if all your opponents have that play that one counter list maybe your your, your numbers are 48 or 47 exactly. right and this is the kind of thing that you actually want in the game and you want there to be because it makes list building interesting right yeah. if it's literally you can throw together a random group of units uh together and play the game and you are like assuming you're a good enough player you have just as good a chance as another player mm-hmm. it eliminates the list building as a part of your game okay because literally you can just be like maybe it's worth it but you like just, you just draw them out of the hat just, yeah draw them out of the hat and you just calculate it until you have 100 points or whatever yeah. and then you just play that uh-huh. maybe that's good right if, to a certain number of people that's probably amazing mm-hmm. uh, the question is um, is it good for like what are you cutting out and are you cutting out a bunch of people who want to be able to list build to, and optimize they want, you want theory craft in the game not just yes. play the game yes exactly so when you talk about you can you can see an analog with magic magic mm-hmm. the gathering the the deck builder game personally i'm more like the person that wants to be able to take 10 random things and put it on on the list which is like a draft where literally you just choose cards and you try and build a deck you 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 have a lot of randomness and it's a, it's about and sometimes you have to choose suboptimal units right mm-hmm. to uh or cards in magic magic's case uh to build a deck and it's all about using what you get right yep. whereas some people though actually enjoy uh constructed where they get to choose exactly what they're going to go in because they feel like Thinking about this ideas for their deck and thinking about how to build the most optimized deck. Is yeah, it's more it's more them. personalized too. Yeah. It's like a fashion decision almost. <laughs> is what you show up within your deck. Yes, but on top of that, some people just want to do it for power. It's not about fashion. Oh yeah, it's about those people that want to be able to build the strongest deck mm-hmm. and their quest to build or find the strongest deck. Yep. If if that makes sense, and um. I think that that might actually be a good thing in general for the game, as long as two things. I'm just thinking because it generates interest outside of the game, exactly, so people yeah. have something to discuss. Yeah, which sometimes it can be negative if you think the power creep is damaging yes, things. If there's too much, mm-hmm. so I think that the two caveats that I was that I'm saying is exactly that. Uh, one of them is the power level has to be uh, minimal enough. Like you can't, if you get the best deck, you can't win all the time. So yeah. it has to be small enough that you can still have a game. Mm-hmm. You, so you need you can you should be able to get an edge through deck building or or list building, but it shouldn't be so big that a better player can't, assuming they're can't better enough mm-hmm. than you that they can't push through with a less optimized thing. Yep. So maybe list building you want it to be I don't know, ten percent. Maybe you, you can change a matchup from fifty fifty to sixty forty. Yep. Because in Affinity lately I've taken to playing a list that's clearly suboptimal. Uh-huh. Because it's basically an entire list of the same thing, uh-huh. which in Affinity you have different things to get done, and if you mm, take all the yeah. same thing, you now have reduced your ability to get all of the different aspects of the game done, like having mm-hmm. long-range shooting. Mm-hmm. If you take all long-range shooting, maybe your short range is yeah. no good, or if you take all yeah. sort of light stuff, you have no heavy piece to fight back with something that's going to take a bunch Push of hits. Push through something where, the, where they're super heavy... Uh, where you think it? you're going to take a lot of hits because yeah. they've got a lot of shots coming back at you, so you mm-hmm. want some armor to take it. Yeah. If you don't show up with any of that, you've got a problem. So lately I've taken to show up with a list of all Muyibs, which is basically sort of medium-class troops. Yeah, But and it's kind of cool in some ways because the Muyibs, the strength of them is that they're the all-comers, right? Yes, They're they not super good at any one thing, mm-hmm. but they can do all everything, yep. which is interesting. So I've taken to doing yeah. that just to play down a bit. 
So just, but maybe it's actually up because, mm-hmm. but assuming the balance is correct, right? Because oftentimes those are the hardest list to do because it's you have to like uh, you have to basically uh, when you're, you're when you're the opponent is trying to let's say punch you, you got to kick them, and when they're when you know they're ready for a kick, you got to punch them, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas other other games like you just run at them and you swing your arms as hard as possible and you. You hit Assuming, them. Yeah, Everything, if you hit, you hit. They never block yeah. anything. Yeah, because it's your your punch is so powerful, mm-hmm. right? But then maybe you... It, it's just an easier way to play, right? The, the... What do you call it? The all-comers people are generally more finesse armies because, like, you have to counter, basically, what your opponent is doing because yeah. your, your unit is always stronger than the opponent at something, mm-hmm. but... Uh, they always have something that can be stronger than you if yes, they bring it towards exactly. you. exactly. So you mm-hmm. always have to counter it, which is an interesting way to play. It's actually my favorite style. Yep. So no, I found it interesting lately. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. And I consider myself a better player. So <laughs> this is how. Really? I'm... How many tournaments have you won recently? With oh, I would never. I would never take this to a tournament <laughs> ever. Because <laughs> you want to win. Yes. Yeah. So I guess um, it was talked about in general about infinity and the list building. Um, coming back to. Um, the game that we're building mm-hmm. um, I think it this exercise of creating this optimal um, formula makes me think about the use that it could be for us when we're creating our game our yep. game right yep so our ships have health boxes mm-hmm. which is sort of like infinity where they have wounds yeah life. and they have armor which makes them more yeah. survivable the question is like if you have the same weapon on one ship versus the other ship should it be a multiplier if the ship can survive longer because it's got more life or should it just be so. sort of an increment? Because the, the difference with our mm-hmm. game and um, Infinity is the number of weapons are... Uh, they don't scale as much, right? Like a laser is a laser. Yep. Right? So um, there are less weapons. First of all, our game is much smaller because we're we're just creating it. It's not been a game that's been out for like 15 years. No. But I think that just being able to put a price on all of those things mm-hmm. uh, is useful to help us... Uh, understand what things are worth, right? And if we put it, if even if we don't, even if we're wrong, right? Yep. By putting to the formula and seeing what our formula says, we can kind of like spot check to see if any of, if if our understanding of what is good and what is not is correct, mm-hmm. right? So like we, we you might look and you, and using your formula, you you say, oh, um, this cruiser with one laser and ten boxes, uh. I think life is worth this much, and that's what makes it good. Yep. Right. And it, when we're playing, it's good, right? And you, so you say, okay, so life, let's say ten life is worth, I don't know, eight points or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you make another ship, and it's got seven health. And then let's say it has same. We say it has the same health. Okay. But it and and like slightly different special rules, and you're like, okay, so this should be just as good. And then you play it out. So so you're like, okay, so this this ship should be, um, the same cost or roughly the same cost. And then you play it out, and you're like, wow, this ship is way worse than uh, the first ship that we're looking at, even though it has the same life that we thought was the reason why the first ship was good. Mm -hmm. Then you can start saying, okay, so what is it actually that makes the second ship good? And maybe it was one of those special abilities like Skirmisher. Maybe it wasn't the weapon, but maybe Maybe it it wasn't the weapon in life. It Mm -hmm. was the the navigation, and maybe Mm -hmm. we didn't correctly price the navigation. We were incorrectly thinking that this ship is good because of life. Yep. And when it's actually the navigation that makes it better, mm-hmm. and so it, to me, having this formula, to I guess this is like one of those things where you're like do everything, uh, 
having a formula is, I think, a great idea and a, an idea to give you a general uh, viewpoint of what your ships should cost or what your unit should cost. Yep. But and it then, helps you balance between the factions because if you see one thing wrong in exactly. one faction, you have several factions. Mm-hmm. It lets you quickly correct it across all of them yeah. rather than having to even think yeah, about it. Yeah, if you realize that, let's say, maneuverability is way better than you thought. Mm-hmm. Anyone that without the maneuverability thing, you can go and change. Yep. And then you can always also, though, use the holistic thing on top. Like, Infinity is very rigid and, they're, and they, they refuse to fudge the numbers. Although I they, think they, do they just did it the bolt. They do occasionally. The bolt for some reason got two points less for no reason. They didn't and change And so did it. the yep. uh, the Hospitaller Knights. So apparently uh, Pano, which is that faction, just mm-hmm. should just get discounts for well, no reason. Well, yeah, I've told you before. Like those Muyibs I said I was trying to play lots of lately. Well, for some reason, the Doctor just got an extra point out of nowhere. <laughs> but to be fair, I've been playing them for a long time, and, and I used was... to just play... I used to take several of them. Even though they do the exact same thing in the game, I yeah, kept yeah, taking like, multiple ones. Because these guys are way... Uh, one point too good. They're yeah. 5% too optimized. Well, right? And people knew that, so they would target it mm-hmm. to get rid of it. So yeah. I'd just be like, I have yeah. two now. Yeah. Why even bother targeting the one? Because I have multiples. You're never going to get rid of it. Yeah, so... so. Yeah, so... If you have the formula, I don't think you should stick so rigidly to it. Yep. Uh, but I think it's even if you don't end up putting that number as the cost, it should be used as a starting point. It should use used as a starting point mm-hmm. and a check on your actual point values for your units. Yep. And I think that it's very useful to put in the assumptions that you think are good. Mm-hmm. Like uh, if if you saw my formula, it's it's not just the base stats. I put on like combo costs like yep. if i if i have these two abilities that synergize actually i should the, the cost might fluctuate because like right? we were saying if you have higher armor and more survivability it means you keep getting to use that ability longer and yep. longer so i noticed that you had like anything three armor and up mm-hmm. was sort of if it had certain abilities it was just more expensive yes. yep so do you think i think we mentioned this at the very beginning but mm-hmm. we're pretty sure that most miniature and war games Go the holistic route, yes, because they're, they're more, terrible at balance because they're artists possibly, yes. yeah, and gamers and not mathematicians, yes, and, and, and they don't trust formulas enough. Mm-hmm. What we should really have is just have some sort of AI, uh, some machine learning algorithm that punches the numbers and, and tells us what really <laughs> everything yeah. should cost. In some ways, when our AI our our, our robot overlords take over. Mm-hmm. They will play the games and they'll tell you what is good. They'll keep. They'll just, just keep watching in. you play and they'll be like, "You're, that's yeah. winning too much." <laughs> yeah, I, we'll just change. I will penalize you. Yes, I. Yeah. So, for us, I think it makes some some sort of sense to take what what we like from Infinity. So hopefully, we'll have an army builder, an ability for people to list their games mm-hmm. in our in, in in some sort of army builder, some sort of list thing, so that we can kind of look over numbers. So we can get some outside with. feedback rather than just be like, yeah. I think this is good. Yeah, and yeah. from our mm-hmm. internal games, because maybe it's in some ways the way that we, we play. Yep. And then we can plug that into our formulas of what we believe that unit abilities or unit combos cost, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of have more data, right? More data is always better when you're talking about balancing, and I think that's something that a lot of games miss. Yep. Well... I guess, don't think we missed too much in that discussion about points. Uh, no, I, I had on my list to talk about StarCraft. 
Mm-hmm. Oh no, so, I mentioned it one time. So branching off into video games. Video games is a pretty different direction, though. Yeah, but Unicost and Starcraft, to me, this is one of those interesting things because yep. they constantly rebalanced, which I think yeah. Infinity should do more of. Yeah. Starcraft is online, so they have a huge stream of data. Yeah. But although they might have done a more holistic approach, but they had so much data they could see what units were overcosted, and they just changed it because yep. it's like millions of games. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's an overstatement, but they had a lot of games. Oh, I can I can see millions. <laughs> Some people just live there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, if anyone knows of any games where they think the points are terribly balanced, let us know, and we'll try and avoid those games. Yeah, or any ideas about how to balance, or if they want to go yeah. and look at uh, the unit costs or 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 of our game, mm-hmm. uh, go check our uh, website and our rules. Do we have the the cards up for those? The cards, the, the, the cards should be up, and they should have the points on them. And I guess the yeah. future concept is to have the army builder. Yeah. So that the comments may become redundant if things change, but you know, just yeah. mention oh, what the points are. Our our website, which we never mentioned ever before, uh, starpiercer dot com. Yep. Uh, that's the game's uh, website. It's got the links to all the all the resources. Yep. And we started uh, a blog where we, where that's additional information about how we've been talking about how to make the game different and better. It's sort of our behind the scenes back and forth of how the game keeps going through its iterations. If yeah. people are interested in sort of how it got to its current incarnation. Yeah. And uh, the final thing is, if you want to talk to us, uh, look us up on the Facebook group, yep. uh, Star Piercer. I think if you look it up. I'm going to assume that you'll find our community group. Um, mm-hmm. We're just starting that, so we're hopefully we'll build more people in. Yeah, or the website will link to there, too. Yep, that's true. All right, well, hope you enjoy the discussion. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. All right, so if you like this podcast, you can like, follow us, uh, do all that social stuff. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to comment on what we've been talking about, you can do so here or on Facebook. Or you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Oh, thanks for listening. All right. Bye.